Hey everyone, David Herbst here with Americans for Prosperity Montana. I'm here with Senator Dave Howard uh, to talk a little bit about, about the state budget and Medicaid expansion, uh, just getting some information for you and giving you an opportunity to engage in the legislature this year. Senator Howard, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so uh, what's your background? Where are you from? Why'd you run for legislature? Well, I was an FBI agent for years, lived all over the country, uh, primary in Chicago, worked in political corruption. Mm. And uh, then we moved out to California, where I took a job as the uh, chief of law enforcement with the mm. Bureau of Land Management. And then um, I went with PG&E. I was their uh, supervisor over all their internal investigations. Then I went out on my own, okay, wow. had my own investigative firm. Mm. And for about the last 20 years, um, I actually stopped about five years ago but I've been doing consulting and violence in the workplace. Mm, wow, okay, and, so, and, and you were a U.S. Army veteran, correct? Yes, I was, well, during the you. Vietnam conflict. Oh, thank you for your service. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so uh, what, what, was, what is Medicaid expansion? What's the program, and how's it different than regular Medicaid? Medicaid was actually invented for people that are really in a hardship situation. I mean, we get people before my committee, I'm chairman of the uh, Public Health and Senate, you know, that are in wheelchairs, they have really traumatic things happen. They can't work really, they they really need help. And that program does a pretty good job in Montana. Mm -hmm. we, we help a lot of people, which we should. But Medicaid expansion is totally different. When you hear the word expansion, that's for people that are totally healthy, okay? Mm -hmm. And with a income of less than approximately $17,000 a year if they're single. Mm -hmm. The problem is in Montana right now, 54% of 100,000 of them that's 54,000, mm -hmm. pay zero income tax and they have no dependents, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. That program costs Montana about $130 million every two years. Wow. And we are accepting 1.4 total dollars from the federal government, which they, they made a nine to one match, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. The problem with that is, is that we, by accepting Medicaid expansion and not doing free market alternatives, mm -hmm are actually helping the federal government go about a million, a, a billion three every two years farther into debt. Mm -hmm. okay? yeah. so, so just to get a sense of scale for what this means in the Montana budget, mm -hmm. the what's the total budget on like an annual or biannual debt? It's between 12 and $13 billion, of which we get about $6 billion, almost half of it, from the federal government. Mm. So most of it's funded by the feds already. That's right. Medicaid expansion is mostly paid by the feds, about nine to one. Mm -hmm. uh, but this adds an additional burden on Montana state budget. Right. To what tune again? Well, hundred and thirty million dollars every two years. Every now, two years. We we want infrastructure. Mm -hmm. We want to be able to support our schools. Mm -hmm. We have all kinds of problems. Matter of fact, what most people don't know, we don't really have a balanced budget. We have $2 billion with a debt that has no funding source, mm -hmm. none at all. What's, what, is that, what is that debt? Where does it, it come from? It's mostly retirement, mm. of which we put about $130 million every two in it. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's slowly increasing all the time. Mm -hmm. When you look at our, our total retirement budget, it's like $4.7 billion. Wow, so that's that's a what a third of the total state budget. That's right. right. You think if our wow. if we come out with like seven billion dollars, mm -hmm. half of it is in debt. Mm -hmm. I mean, my goodness, who does that? Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I can see somebody right now if we use the state thing. If you uh, really are getting in dire straits, you just go out and buy a new car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, 
it's, so it's just kind of breaking it back down because that's a lot of numbers. There's a lot of details. Yes. So we'll try to back it up yes. a little bit. So, yeah, so uh, it's how, actually frightening. Yeah. So how does the government pay for Medicaid expansion? Like where does the money come from? You, the taxpayer. <laughs> okay. So it comes out of our income taxes uh, right. that we that they're deducted out of our paycheck. That's right. We have to understand. A lot of people don't realize this. The government has no money. None. Everybody gets is from us who pay taxes. That's right. And from businesses and corporations and everything that it taxes. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's right. Mm -hmm. So in a lot of those taxes in Montana's case, because of the nine to one match, a lot of those taxes are coming from out of state, right? Yes. The, oftentimes the Medicaid expansion proponents are saying, well, this is this is free for us. This is cheap for us because nine out of every ten dollars is coming from Texas and New York and California. That doesn't make the program legitimate though, right? Like, doesn't no. that make the program a, us a, taking from a other good states? analogy is, is that let's say that a couple's trying to get ahead mm -hmm. and grandma's giving them money every month. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now here, this money comes every month, but, but they don't know it, but grandma's actually borrowing it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Grandma's taking out paychecks okay. or taking out credit cards. All right. And, now and how that, responsible yeah. is that couple mm -hmm. when they find that out mm -hmm. that they keep taking money from grandma? It's being that's irresponsible. That's right. And that's what we're doing, a big deal. We, we somehow rationalize it in our heads that this is okay. Mm -hmm. This is not okay. Mm -hmm. That's right. Uh, the federal government's in debt, $1.3 trillion, right? No, uh, on an annual basis. Tri yeah, 21 trillion. Annual, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, 20 yeah, trillion. That's right. Debt. Every year. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, you realize that if you pay off a dollar a second for a trillion dollars, it'll only take 33,000 years to pay it off. <laughs> so just a little bit of money, no problem. Yeah, right. uh, so who, and who is getting the benefit of Medicaid expansion as opposed to traditional Medicaid? So you said traditional Medicaid was people in wheelchairs, uh, disabled, elderly folks, mm -hmm. uh, and while Medicaid expansion is mostly, who, who do those people look like? They're either people are not working mm -hmm. or they have an excuse not to work. Okay. What the trouble is, is we're, we're affording medical care for people that refuse to work. Mm -hmm. Okay. I have, I know a couple, uh, the fellow works very hard. He makes about $60,000 a year. Mm -hmm. He wants to have his wife home with her two children. Mm -hmm. Their medical, if they could afford it, is over $20,000 a year. Mm -hmm. He can't afford health care, mm -hmm. but guess what? His taxes are paying for somebody that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. That is tyranny. Yeah, that's right. That's why it's wrong because it's redistributive in, in its nature, right? That's right. And especially if those folks, like, I think people understand if those folks are disabled and they can't work. That's right. But when they're able-bodied, when they're physically able to, or, right. or even psychologically able to, if, if they're psychologically unable to work, we get that. That's right. But when they're able to, and they're not for whatever reason, we shouldn't, we should be careful not to subsidize that kind of behavior because there's a cost and we that's don't right. look at that cost in government. That's, that's right. right. That's right. Yeah. One other thing you should understand is under Governor Bullock, they have made the rules so broad, so easy for Medicaid mm -hmm. that we have the highest cost per capita of person on Medicaid expansion in the United States. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. we're really, really shoving it to them. Mm -hmm. so, uh, so of course, the, probably the best thing is just not to have Medicaid expansion, just have regular Medicaid make sure servicing those people right, because right. we don't want to take those dollars from them. Mm -hmm. But given that, mm -hmm. what are some ways that the program can be improved on the margin or improved to say, you know, for the folks that are in that market. There's vast, vast solutions. But the thing is, we have to think free market. Mm -hmm. Okay, just to give you an idea, my daughter came up here to Montana in 2010. Mm -hmm. She was 25 years old. She created a health savings account, mm -hmm. was able to get a catastrophic health care program for a million dollars, and it cost her $75 a month. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, yeah. that's free market. Yeah, yeah. Now, since the unaffordable no care act, I call it, okay, <laughs> yeah. because it is unaffordable for anybody that is productive, mm-hmm. you can't even have a catastrophic health care program. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. now think about this. They've taken the ability for us to control our health care completely away from us, mm-hmm. and they've given it to government, okay, because now they believe government can think better than the normal citizen. And we know, you know, I mean, they can't even run the post office. <laughs> That's right. So <laughs> and, and I think I think at least a part of this is we can see that there are people who aren't working who are getting this benefit and obviously taxing people who are working mm-hmm. and have to pay for that benefit. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things that are being bad around is a lot of work requirements. Do you think that solves the problem or does it only partially solve the problem? Like, to what degree is that no. the solution? And the thing is, is this. All of these types of requirements that they're trying to put on have to get okayed by the federal government. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have a governor that doesn't want to do it. Plus, he has absolute rulemaking authority. And under DPHSS in, in Montana, he can almost create any rule he wants. Mm-hmm. So I can tell you that if, you, if we think we're going to put some sideboards on it, mm-hmm. we're delusional because we tried last time, yeah. okay, when we passed it. Mm-hmm. What happened? He went around every one of them, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. So and he has an incentive to do so, right? Because well, that's right. this is his legacy. This is what he wants to do. I mean, he wants a pure Medicaid expansion that doesn't have these sideboards. So putting it on as governor in Montana, we have such an unbalance between the executive and the legislature that he doesn't, he can just go right Exactly right. We're only here four months out of every two years. Mm-hmm. He does what he wants after, mm-hmm. after we leave. So what's your read on, uh, or, or so I, first off, what's the best outcome for this program right now in your mind? The best outcome for this program, I believe, is that we stop it totally. And that we start initiating a million different kind of programs, like for instance, healthcare transparency. I mean, how come you can go to a, a doctor that does, uh, you know, like your eyes, if it, it, or you have, um, what is it called? Lasik surgery. Lasik surgery, yeah, that yeah, type of yeah. stuff. And he knows exactly what it costs. Mm-hmm. But if you go get a hernia fix, they have no idea. Mm-hmm. All right. The problem is, again, the federal government. Mm-hmm. But we can fix it in Montana. We can create a process where our insurance companies pay by this thing, mm-hmm. this, this way. I mean, why couldn't we pay doctors by the hour? Mm-hmm. Why are they so special that the modality books that they use, they brought them in last session, okay? They're this tall. Wow. Okay, and it, they told us it takes six months for someone to learn how to bill. I mean, I mean, <laughs> just a bill. I, just a bill. Wow. Okay? wow. okay. And now think about that. And yeah. just think about what, what is happening. That's why you get paid, you know, you get charged 20 bucks for an aspirin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So where, where do you see the read in the legislature right now? What's the temperature? How do people in your committee and how are people generally on the floor looking at Medicaid expansion? Well, there are those in the legislature that want to have, they call themselves solution Republicans. The problem is, is that I don't know if they even know. But the solution is a socialist solution, okay? Now, we have to be very careful because I don't think any of us from the Republican side can go out to the people and say, hey, we created socialist solutions to be able to solve this problem. I mean, my goodness, that's the last thing we want to do. I mean, even our president last night said, we're not a socialist country. We're not going down that route. But by enabling a socialist program, what are we doing? Okay, so there are those that are a little confused about it. There are those that are actually, they're well-meaning, they're trying to help. Mm -hmm. And I encourage everyone that's listening to call your legislature and find out where you stand and support him in voting no. That's right. So uh, are you hearing from your constituents on this issue? Is anything on the ground happening or is it pretty quiet out there? Well, it's pretty quiet, but before I came here, I had several meetings with people. Mm -hmm. I asked them about Medicaid expansion. And this is the key 
we, we don't realize up here how intelligent the citizens are. Mm -hmm. I mean, here's a farmer that had nothing to do with medical or nothing to do with politics, asked me this question. How can Republicans support a socialist program? Mm -hmm. Okay, he knows the free market. Mm -hmm. He knows where we do. He knows what our, our, our literally our foundation in America is. Mm -hmm. It's called liberty and freedom. Yeah, and, and I think I think there's so much more that can be done. Uh, legislators respond to their constituents talking to them. And Absolutely. that's one thing that we do at AFP a lot is to, is connect people with their legislators. So if you go to AFPMontana.com, uh, you can go there to get involved by signing our petition and filling out emails to your legislators. Uh, and of course, we do a lot of work, uh, phone banking, calling everyday citizens, educating them on the issues, and then connecting them directly to the phone lines of our legislators. So uh, go to AFPMontana.com, uh, like, uh, subscribe to this, uh, and, uh, and share this with your friends so that we can drive more engagement from the citizens Absolutely. about this program, especially with the cost. This is coming out of your income tax, folks. Uh, engage, get, get, get prepared to, to, to hold your legislators accountable and make sure they know where you're at on these issues. Uh, we'll have a link attached to this video and uh, podcast notes that you can do, go to to join us in uh, opposing Medicaid expansion. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Big Sky Torch Talk podcast. You can find us online at americansforprosperity.org. Check us out on Facebook at Americans for Prosperity Montana, AFP Montana on Twitter.